It is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, good to be with you, along with April D. Gregory and Fingers Malloy. Uh, you know, we normally start with the drink and Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, we drink the fine bourbon, and then we smoke the fine cigars. But, uh, all right, sometimes life doesn't go according to plan. And April D. Gregory said, you know what we need to do today? We need to have a Trump-esque feast. We need to have the kind of meal Donald Trump uh, would have. So in honor of Clemson University uh, winning uh, the National Football Championship, uh, we have Big Macs and, and Whoppers that we're reviewing today because this was the biggest news story in the world for a few days when I, I guess there was no collusion talk or whatever else they had at the time. So it was all about how uh, Clemson came to the White House and they came to, to celebrate their national championship, and then well, it was the shutdown, so I guess there wasn't certain staff there. So I guess the first lady and the second lady, Karen Pence, uh, they, they were going to make some salads. According to Donald Trump, that's what he said. They were going to make a couple of salads. And he's like, you know what? I got an idea. So he spent $3,000, and that was a whole scandal in and of itself, uh, on Big Macs and, and Whoppers. So, so April said we have to do that. Why, April? I didn't have to do this. I love myself. I didn't need to Any eat this. Any excuse to eat like crap. Are you serious? So, no, so no, no. Why can't you have French fries, fingers, Malloy? Tell everybody. Tell everybody what you're doing to yourself. Go on. Go, who's a big boy? <laughs> who's a big boy? I, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but I noticed this on the last video uh, that we do here on the Tony Katz radio page over at Facebook. Yeah, because um, we're streaming right now. Yeah. You catch it out yeah. over there. Um, I'm a fatty. What? I'm a fatty. No. Yeah, I'm a fat Untrue. guy. A I jolly fat shocked. guy. So I decided it's... I it's, don't think that's PC to say that anymore. Well, it's okay if you say it about yourself. Are you sure? You need more self-care. I can, I can, I can fat shame myself. Oh, you're sending me a Big Mac. Thank you, April. Uh, so I decided to go on Atkins. And I decided to go on Atkins the day before April D. Gregory says, you know what would be a good idea? Uh, I've if been we saying do this eat, all drink, week. smoke, that would be <laughs> Fingers Malloy's dream eat, drink, smoke, which is carb, 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 carb with a side of carbs. Big Macs, for crying out loud, the perfect American sandwich. My, my blood type is special sauce, Tony. I have oh, about 100 to 150 so of these a year. You've been one day without carbs. Look how one angry you are. One day. His whole so, life is So hold is on. So, so I'm, I'm starting with a Whopper, which is... Uh, also, we have God. nuggets. Hold on. Have you seen what the bloody hell this is? I can't remember the last... Last time I ate fast food was with, was with you guys. It was the Taco Bell episode. This is this is the Whopper. Whoppers it's, are amazing. Beautiful. It's, it's it's a ton of mayo. Oh my god! It's it's a it's couple so pickles. Good. There's some cheese. Um, it is the the flame broiled uh, uh, burger. And by the way, I don't eat the bread either. So, but you don't hear me complaining about See? it. See, you cannot eat the bread. Um, we used to eat these every Wednesday when I was a kid because Whopper Wednesday was a thing. Yeah, but it used to be that like going out to fast food was a treat. It was a treat to get fast food. Me growing up in Jersey, it was Roy Rogers. Did they have Roy Rogers in the Midwest? I guess so. Yeah, I love it when you when you talk with your mouth full. That's awesome. Let's just put the camera on you so people can enjoy that. Um, it used to be a treat, and now it's a it's a staple. And the I, I always find it funny that people are like the fast food is ruining America. Fast food is hurting people. We live in the in the most easiest moments in time to get nutrition. In in the history of of the world, and, and I, I don't have any problem with fast food. I don't think I could do it every day. Oh, fingers just put it. He just wrapped it up and put it away. You're being so he, good. He wrapped it up. 
and put it away. I eat McDonald's sometimes twice a day. Is I'm that not, true? During my morning commute, I will get McDonald's breakfast, which is the perfect Egg breakfast muffin, sandwich. Perfect food. Perfect food. Yep. And then on the way home, you got you got to get a Big Mac or a quarter pounder with cheese or two. So, yeah, I just gave this up a couple of days ago, and now it's it's raining. April D. Gregory made it rain fast food in here, and right. it's unreal. I've already lost two pounds in one day on Atkins. It Is melts, that really? Oh, it melts off, especially if you're a big guy. Like, I'm like two or three hot pockets away from 300 pounds, Tony. Nothing melts you, off me. It's not you, the way it works. Oh. I work out five days a week. Every morning before the sh- before the morning show, I work out for thirty minutes. Nothing, really. Nothing. Nothing. Have you had your thyroid checked? I've had my thyroid checked. Your adrenals. Is that the kind of thing you do when you're back in New York? You got to pay someone extra for that, right? Check your thyroid. No, I haven't. It doesn't I, even hurt. I'm not on my thyroid check, Doctor Doctor uh, Gregory. No, Did wait. This was the this was the Whopper. And by the way, it was fine. It's beautiful. Oh, I don't know I how much I, I don't know how I feel about mayo on my burger though. Mm, mayo is the best condiment. What are you talking about? How can may- mayo is not even a condiment? Are you serious right now? It's a sauce. Fries. Why are you giving me all your fries? I don't want them. Mayo is a condiment? Is it really? Like, do you dip your fries in mayo? Oh, yeah. No. Take them. Mayo and ketchup combined? That's Thousand Island dressing. Oh, it's my dream. This is murder. <laughs> oh, my God. Cover me in mayo. You're so angry. So, no, I'm going to have the Big Mac. Now, I don't like Big Macs. What do you have against the Big Mac? I don't think it's very good. The, the Big Mac is the extra loaf of bread in the middle, right? Oh, yeah. See, that's too much bread. No, yeah, that's the problem with the Big Mac is that the patty's too small. See, I get the Whopper. The Whopper makes sense. It's a burger, right? The patty is too small in a Big Mac. You're absolutely right. Look at this thing. This thing is super tiny. I mean, compa- compared, comparatively speaking, if my choice is between a, a, a Whopper and, and, and this... This Big Mac thing right here. All right, I'm going. I'm going with the Whopper as well because. But I really like the little onions from McDonald's, the tiny onions. Oh, the, the oh, dice? dehydrated onions. Oh, terrible. What do you mean terrible? Terrible for you? Uh, d- terrible tasting. Oh, it, you don't like onions? It, it tastes like someone took an onion and put it underneath their armpit for about an hour and Since a half. Since when have you become a McDonald's connoisseur? You just had the Whopper without tomato. What's wrong with tomato? Tomato's great on a sandwich. Uh, you just complained about how sloppy that uh, Whopper is with mayo. You throw tomatoes on it, it's just a sloppy mess. Oh, that's that's the best, though. The tomato we the, and the mayo turns pink. Mm. Oh, it's so good. But this is beautiful. This is the great American sandwich right here, Tony. This is perfect in every way. There is too much the, bread. There, there's not enough meat. That's the Are you going to eat it? Are you going to eat it right now? I'm going to take, take a Are bite. Are we going to see this happen? I'm going to take a bite, and then I'm going to put it down, bite. and then I'm going to uh, crawl underneath the table and sob for about a half an hour. All right, while you do and that. And then kick my ass. I will ask you, I will ask you uh, all a question. Um, is this meal racist? Stephen A. Smith. No, hold on. Fingers is having a religious experience. <laughs> I swear to There's God. He nuggets. Just, There's he nuggets. There's nuggets. He just licked his burger. He, I will not eat the nuggets. That's gross. The <gasps> nuggets are gross. They're gross. They're gross. They're gross. They're gross. This is why April D. Gregory hates me. And I, and I, and I know you're, you're going into the topic, Tony, but that's this really fine. bothers me. She knows that I'm on Atkins. And she goes, well, you know what? I'll do Big Macs. Okay, that's fine. Now, it's Big Macs, fries, chicken McNuggets. She's going to r- roll in a... Uh, a McFlurry machine here in about thirty seconds, and we're gonna—it's gonna be raining McFlurries. And too. after that, I she's gonna offer you her you sister. I did not know you were on Atkins. You didn't know? Oh, come on! Until I already—I've been suggesting this all week, and then you told okay. me—you told me today you're on Atkins before you went through the drive-through. We're just supposed—we're just supposed to like skip the whole segment of the show. No way! You said Big Macs. Now there's chicken nuggets and there's fries. And Atkins is all about the low carb, not the no carb, right? Just eat the. Or is burgers. Atkins the no carb one? Uh, no Atkins carb. is is low carb, but in, in the induction phase, you want to be under fifteen grams of carbs. 
and the lower the carb content, the more weight you'll lose. And this is nothing but, I mean, the, the Thousand Island dressing, the bun, it's loaded with carbs and it's so good. <laughs> He's so angry. All right, so here's the question. Is it racist? It was Stephen A. Smith over at ESPN. It was, uh, there was another female host whose name I can't remember. That Trump fed this to the South Carolina team, to, to Clemson Tigers. He did it because a football team is predominantly black, and therefore this is racism, April D. Gregory. It's only racism because there happen to be black people there. <laughs> like, what? Um, no, so here's the thing. Um, I talked to some of my friends who used to like be managers on football teams or you know college football teams, and every after every game on Saturday or Sunday, there is a big meal. And when you're at Clemson and you're an elite football team, you're eating like kings at Clemson. Like they're getting big meals of like steak and whatnot. Oh, but yeah, but I mean, because they're because part of that is you're fed all the meals, and it is mm-hmm. an incredible. You, you wish you had the kind of food that's getting fed to, to college athletes. I almost said professional athletes. But what's the difference Basically. at this stage? But anyway, so my friends were saying, you know, they're always excited for food because it's free food. You're a college student. You need free food. Um, but their favorite thing to get was chicken fingers. Really? So they, they would get steak days or whatever, but chicken fingers were their favorite thing. So I think burgers. And you know what? Supposedly Trump did ask the team, what do you want? And they said burgers. Yeah, but I've heard like three or four things about they got asked and they did a quote and then, oh, no, they didn't say this, but they said that. If everything is racist, nothing is racist. And if everything is like this this really awful, crude, terrible intention, how do, how do you anyway enjoy your life? The people who want to go down this road, Stephen A. Smith, I'll call him out uh, directly to, to the extent I'm calling him out. Tweet him. What's the, what's the value of calling it racist? What do you win? What kind of secret knowledge do you think you have where everyone's like, oh, yes, I, I, I see the code. See, if you change the word letters in the word Big Mac, you come up like, what? It's so, honestly, I need that thing that they had in the, intim- in the uh, imitation game to figure out what the hell the code is uh, the, to, to, to figure things out. He comes off as a crackpot. I mean, yeah, I, he but comes not, off as no, a no, no, not to, not to quote unquote his people, his fans. Right? To his fans, this must be really valuable. Otherwise, why say it? If it didn't give him some kind of cred, street cred, reputation cred, whatever uh, whatever it is, reputation capitals, I often call it, what the hell's the point of this? Oh, no, I think he, any person watching that who isn't a, a diehard Stephen A. Smith fan is going to go, that's ridiculous. How is McDonald's uh, racist? Uh, you, you watch these shows all the time, and it's like the crossfire of sports. You know, there's the uh, Undisputed with... Uh, uh, oh, uh, Bayless. Yeah, Skip Bayless. And Skip Bayless is the most ridiculous things that you, you wonder if, if he's ever watched sports. And it's always like, how can we one-up each other with our lava-hot takes? And this is a lava-hot take. Now, is. McDonald's is racist. Well, that's that's just ridiculous. But he knows it's ridiculous, and that's my point. He knows it's ridiculous. He always says stupid crap, though. Stephen A. Smith? Yeah. I thought he was the one who was sometimes a little... Uh, well, wait. He's an idiot. There's Jason Whitlock, who... Uh, they're, they're trying to run that guy out of sports altogether. Really? Right? Jason Whitlock... Is amazing. It, yeah, but he has a conversation that's contrary to the narrative. So, yeah, he, the, the, the attacks on him are, are ever-present. I don't think... I, uh, Stephen A. Smith is hyperbolic. Yeah. But this is the first time I remember this. That, that, that this sandwich 
is is proof of, of bigotry. I don't think say don't. I'm not interested in your in your politics for the sake of the conversation, right? Uh, but but Trump hate is not a replacement for intellect. It doesn't. <laughs> Fingers just went for a second bite. <laughs> Fingers just pulled out the container. Looking so ridiculously guilty. Looking like a racist. Don't do it. Don't do it, Fingers. Just put it don't, down. Don't, you think so? You know what? You're Be right. stronger than that. You're right. You're Be right. stronger than that. And there it goes. <laughs> and there it goes. <laughs> he was not stronger. But, like, it's, it's, it's true. It's not a replacement for intellect. And these people, they hate him so much. So much they can't do anything else. And, therefore, everything... Do they not know they sound ridiculous? I mean, Stephen A. Smith, eye to eye, notice to nose. You sound ridiculous. You sound like a complete and total crazy person. You sound like the drunk uncle at Thanksgiving. He fed them McDonald's, so therefore he's a racist. It's it's too ignorant of a conversation to have. And it's not that Stephen A. Smith is an ignorant dude. It's that Trump hate makes you a fool. Mm-hmm. So this, this meal's fine, right? Yeah. Now, I, I, I want to just say for the record, if I were Trump, I would have I would have done more than this. I would have gone the extra mile than this. You, you, there was got, pizza. You've got the. There were salads. There were nuggets. There was pizza. You have the Trump International right across the way. You could have had okay. anything sent over. All right. First of all, um, when the Florida Gators won the national championship in 07 and 09, they were at the White House under both W. Bush and Obama. Neither time they were fed. Being fed in the White House is not a right. It is a privilege that some people get to have. Most of us will never be in the White House in our lives, right? Speak for yourself. I mean, I'll be there, but, you know. <laughs> um, well, you should be happy just to be fed. No, would you please put the food down? You are not wrong that it's, it's, a, it's, it's a privilege. And it is because... As somebody somebody commented on Twitter, and forgive me for not knowing your name, you're telling me that a group of college students got to eat fast food with a billionaire who's the president who also bangs porn stars. <laughs> Tell me that's not like the ultimate dream this come true This is like my moment. new goal in life. I mean, minus the porn star part. Like, I want to eat fast food. Like, you guys are not even... You want to eat fast food with the president? Yeah, you guys are not good enough. What, what, have, what have you got to eat fast food with, like, a state representative? I've done that. Ah, uh, see? <laughs> La-di-da. That's Look at me. It. I'm April Gregory. Is there an elected official I haven't eaten with? <laughs> have not dined with? I've dined with... Never mind. Um, <laughs> that was going to come out wrong, so I'm not going to say it. In bed with Tom Shalhoub. <laughs> no. Second Tom Shalhoub reference. No. Here on Eat, Drink, Smoke. Uh, listen, uh, it's not racist. Stephen A. Smith was wrong. He made himself look the part of the fool. He hates Trump so much that he's lost his mind. And he, sh- he should be embarrassed about it. Stephen, you should be embarrassed about it. Right? And you're better than Skip Bayless, but you're, you should be embarrassed uh, about what you did. Uh, that's put down the burgers, fingers. The kids liked it, though. Um, yeah. yeah, they liked it. Who wouldn't like Can it? Can we talk about the SJW restaurants who are now capitalizing on this and saying, oh, come to our restaurant and we'll serve you a real meal like you should have gotten. That was Aisha Curry. Uh, no, no, no. There were restaurants. Steph Curry. No, her, but there was a bunch of people, including Alinea. The Alinea Group, three-star Michelin restaurant out of Chicago offered them to come to Chicago. Now, a meal at Alinea is, first of all, you can't get in there. Right. A meal there is going to be hundreds of dollars per person. Emily Zanotti of Daily Wire mentioned that on Twitter, and she said, the problem is the food is just nothing more than puffed air. Right. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) 
Three, <laughs> bites, three bites on your plate, and that's the meal. Like, what? Well, but here's the thing. These going, boys don't want that. Going back to Trump derangement syndrome, it's a no-win situation. Like you said, if he had Trump International cater the event, then it's, oh, look at this extravagant event while uh, federal employees are eating cat food. Oh, uh, son of a... You know you're right. There's no, oh, it's a no-win. Oh, you scumbag. You're right. No, no, no. I had not, I had not done... These people suck. <laughs> oh my god! You know what doesn't suck? These cold fries. What the fries? <laughs> I had two eggs all day. That's all I've had. I come in here. Look at all this food. <laughs> this is Eat Drink Smoke. Eat Drink Smoke. Tony Katz, April D. Gregory, Fingers Malloy. We uh, finally got cleaned up from the from the burger onslaught. And and I, I admit it. I, I don't feel very good. I have the meat sweats. <laughs> like, crap. do you really? Yeah. Do you oh. feel terrible? Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, so I never eat carbs or fast food or anything. So, really. but but why, so why do we do that to ourselves? Why? For the show. Oh, do you, do you suffer for your art. I right? appreciate do it for the people. I went from no carbs today to eating three quarters of a Big Mac and half of a Whopper. Good for you. Yeah. Good. For, you know but what? But you didn't have very many fries. No, oh. I didn't. I've, I only had twenty fries. So. Baby steps. Baby, you're slowly working your way back to greatness. That's right. There's always tomorrow. Tomorrow's a whole new day. That's right. I heard that in a movie And we're going to champion you for the next 40 days. But in a a lot of ways, this was... 40 days? Wait, you have to do Atkins for 40 days? Uh, Well, I want to lose weight before CPAC, so my clothes fit. But I will... Atkins, for me, I can be on Atkins Mm. for 10 days and lose 17 pounds. It just Uh, drops right off. Well, we will check in next week. Bring a scale. Okay. Bring a scale. Bring we'll a scale. All right. Uh, we're on to, we, we usually start with the drink, right? We, but we, we had to start with the burgers while they were still somewhat hot. Uh, this is a Tennessee malt whiskey. This is Pritchard's Distillery. P-R-I-C-H-A-R-D. You are right there? You took a whiff and you almost fell down. Pritchard's P-R-I-C-H-A-R-D apostrophe S Distillery. This is in Kelso, Tennessee, also in Nashville, Tennessee. This is, as described, a malt whiskey. Now, the way we do it, we do it neat. And then we have uh, uh, side rocks. Uh, we use chips here as opposed to the one big cube today. Um, the nose on this, all right, as they describe it, uh, a, a, a big barley flavor. You're going to get that uh, k- kind of a feel going on right here. Uh, how else would I describe what I'm smelling? The smell's incredibly sweet. There's a, a very candy kind of, kind of feel to it, but I, I was searching for how would other people describe this? Not many people, I think, even drink it or even know uh, of it. They, they're, they, they, they're not really reviewing it, so I'm not sure what this is going to bring. What I do feel that based on the smell, it's going to be wicked painful. Yeah, wicked pain. There's a, it's not a licorice, but it's a. Admittedly, there is a touch of a medicinal going on. In this, like if if you're if you're uh, if you added vanilla to your to your Nyquil, I was gonna say Robitussin, but okay, right? yeah, right. That's totally where. I mean, I'm not kidding. That's yeah. kind of where it's at. It's weird. It's 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 not right, but it's intoxicating. Hold on. <laughs> intoxicating. <laughs> We're still just smelling it, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. Try, try it. Wait, I'm gonna see what happens. Why do I have to guys. go first? I'll go first. I'll go first. Ladies first. You know what I mean? Oh, there goes April D. Gregory. And the, and she's doing the Kentucky the chew. The Memphis Munch. Oh, oh, wait. Are you all right? Don't, 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 yeah, don't, don't, don't spit it out. Don't spit it out. Don't throw Whopper all over oh my the gosh. table. 
How much did that just hurt you? Oh, God, you look like you're in pain. Hold on. Oh, my God. What did you just put in my mouth? That'd be a good podcast. What did you just put in my mouth by April Gregory? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I think um, we know why there's not any reviews. Oh, my God. Holy that moly. That is not... Pritchards, listen. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> appreciate. You know, I'm going right over the cubes. I'm not even wasting time. I got to. That's not all right, man. That is like something went bad. As the first one we've we've really done. We've had ones that we haven't liked before. Bourbons we haven't liked before. This is a, this is a Tennessee malt malt whiskey. That's not okay. This to me tastes like Galliano and rubbing alcohol. First of all, that's no way to treat Galliano. <laughs> Secondly. Um, it, it's got a licorice. You, you know the the uh, picture of the dive in in your, you know this is something that's served at the VFW, but not the good one at the bad VFW. That's and I put it over the cube. Try and open this up. We I we've never tasted no. a really like oh this is not okay no kind of thing no I don't know what's wrong. I here. mean I'm gonna drink it. Oh, it's a very medicinal. See. I mean, even over the cube, right? And I'm just one one ice chip. Can I speak as a functioning alcoholic here? Well, sure. You're you're supposed to be able, uh, as a functioning alcoholic, to drink to forget your problems. But when the problem is in your glass, oh wow, that's a big problem. There is just There's, there is nothing fun here. It is just it's one lane. It's it's not. It, it doesn't open up. It doesn't change. There aren't some characteristics. It's not like you get something interesting on the backside. That tip of the tongue, there's nothing. The back of the tongue, there's nothing. The throat, there's nothing. There's not a burn. It's it's empty. It's empty. Oh, man, they are going to vilify us for this review. This is not... This I can honestly say it's the first time none of us are going to finish it. Oh, I'll none finish of it. A, are you really going to finish uh, it? It's a, it's a glass of liquor, and somebody poured it for me. Wow. I mean, if, and the only thing I wouldn't finish, if, if you brought a, a shot of Fireball. We could do that. You want no, some of fi- a shot of fireball there? That's yeah, not. Guys, guys, I can't recommend this at all. And you know what I can't do? I can't tell you what it actually tastes like. When I say medicinal, it's the best I can do. There's just nothing there. The the ice took some of the sweetness away, but it's still it's 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 like you said. It's it's like I have uh, a bunch of phlegm and my mom came in with a teaspoon of something. And said, "Here you go. This will take care of your congestion." And it's 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 just not good. All right, man. I put it on like sixty-five ice cubes, and it didn't help. No, it's it's not going to help. Uh, let's make it a little more palatable. Let's talk about the government shutdown. No, I don't know what's happening next. At 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 recording time. Oh, I can't. Do it. <laughs> Fingers just move the whole thing. Like, yeah, I'm done. I can't do this. Oh, that's really bad. So at recording time, here's here's the latest with, with the shutdown. Uh, President Trump made an offer. And so this is all about the wall, right? And re- what's really about is whether or not we want borders. But it's all about the wall. And he wants uh, the $5.7 billion to construct barriers. And the Democrats are like, no, that's immoral. And America's like, 800,000 people don't have a job. Could you, I don't know, not be this way, everybody? That'd be great. Yet they're still this way. Um, so the president said, look. $5.7 billion, but we'll extend DACA. Now, that's deferred action on childhood arrivals. That's an Obama-era uh, decision, right? So people who are brought here as kids, so the argument is no fault of their own, they shouldn't be thrown out of the country or deported. They, they, they were brought here. What, what, what did they do wrong? Then President Trump got rid of DACA, which 
really is well within his rights because that was basically an executive order. Uh, and then some judge said, no, you can't get rid of it, which is, never mind again, your politics. Since when does a judge get to tell the elected president of the United States what he can do? There's a weirdness there. And if you just hate Trump, you'll, you'll be angry with me. But if, if you're an honest broker, you'll be like, okay, it's, an, it's, it's a conversation worth having. So the president said oh, three more years of DACA and also the, these protected status people. Which are people who are like the re- I think the real refugees is the best way to describe them because there's a difference between the refugee and the migrant. Everything we're talking about in, in terms of what you're seeing on like cable news is about migrants. People, when it's a caravan, those are migrants going from one place to another. Yeah, things are bad in Honduras and Guatemala, but they're 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 migrants. A refugee is somebody who is being act- actively persecuted. Um, Christians in Syria can be seen as refugees, right? So there's there's the the difference there and and. They have a different level of status. So he's like, the protected people, that status, that refugee status, uh, will keep them here as well. And still the Democrats are like, absolutely not. We have offered this stuff before. This isn't a non-starter. This is ridic-. In the meantime, you now have the president. I mean, tell me this, th- that it's going to be viewed the other way. Either you, ha- you see the president trying to make a deal and Democrats saying no, or you see the president desperate for making a deal and Democrats have already won this thing, right? That seems to be the two camps that, that are going on there. In the meantime, are we really this bothered by the idea of a fence? I metal slats is a fence, right? I don't care what, what it's made of. But, like, we are in – we've got 800,000 people not working. Not doing anything, and some of them are considered what's called essential workers, and they're not furloughed, and they can't go get another job. Right. Which is the, I, admittedly, that's a, that's messed up. That is messed up. Some of those people, like for example, air traffic controllers, and they went to court to try and get a judge to force uh, government to pay them, and the judge is like, "Yeah, I can't do that." And good on the judge, by the way, because that was a whole. How does a judge tell Congress, "Yeah, you have to pass an appropriations bill," like? How in the world are they supposed to do that? How much? For whom? How do you get the president to sign it? I'm glad the judge didn't go full activist on that. Um, the, so the two camps are we need border security or we're not worried about border security. Or are the two camps, I want to make a deal on the border and we won't make a deal with you because you're Donald Trump. Again, that whole Trump hate conversation. What is it? I, it's the latter. Well, well, here's the deal. It This weekend has been... An awful weekend for the mainstream media, for for a couple of reasons. Uh, between the 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 activists going toe to toe with some high schoolers and the BuzzFeed piece, um, we're going to do that. We're oh, I, we will get into that story okay. later. Well, uh, the only reason why I bring this up is because the Trump derangement syndrome has taken over the mainstream media. And Andrew Breitbart was right when he said the mainstream media needs to be destroyed. There are no honest conversations about this wall because the, the media is in the tank of the Democrats. Democrats, a short time ago, there's video. It doesn't take much to dig this up of Chuck Schumer saying that he's for a wall. He's for a barrier. And nobody in the media is putting a microphone in any of these Democrats' face who were for a border wall, who were for a barrier when President Obama was was uh, the president who are now against it because of Trump derangement syndrome and they know that Trump uh, you know ran on this and it was a, a big part of his campaign so it's really hard to analyze 
who comes out as a winner or a loser because you have two camps that are entrenched and they aren't going to move. And then you, you would hope you would have uh, media being an unbiased uh, observer trying to tell people, okay, this is what's happening. This is what could happen. And what you're having is you have a conversation that's being led by uh, an entity, the mainstream media, that's completely in the tank for the Democratic Party. The problem with that is that well, it's, it's not that I think you're wrong. Like, I think people don't understand that when they hear the conversation about media bias and they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Sure. You just you just don't like the fact that, you know, they're speaking honestly about President Trump. No, I'm fine when you speak honestly about President Trump. I don't think there's anything wrong with speaking honestly uh, about anybody. Um, but the, the two things that you cited that we're going to get into there was this article from BuzzFeed claiming that the president's former lawyer said something, and even the special counsel, Robert Mueller, said, yeah, that, that's not true. Right? That's one. And then there's this whole story, the story we are going to get into, about uh, there was this claim that these Catholic high school students, all wearing Make America Great Again hats, were going after this Native American Vietnam War, we- war veteran, right? And, and insulting him and mocking him. And that didn't happen. That didn't happen. If you saw the video at all, you know it didn't happen. And people like Senator Elizabeth Warren and others are going after these kids. Kathy Griffin put out the kids' high school. Na- I'm, I'll get to it later. I, okay. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to ruin the thing right now. But it was a bad weekend for for media, and it goes along with they're looking for anything. They hate Trump so much that it replaces intellect. But is the rest of America media? And I I say no. They're still into this place of Trump's here's make, trying to make a deal, and Democrats are saying no. Now, sometimes it's, it's okay to say no, right? It's okay to say no to a deal. The real question is, why is it that only one side gets to say no to a deal? This is the conversation I want to have with media. How come when, 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 when Nancy Pelosi does it, here's how Chris Saliza from, from Washington Post wrote it. When Nancy Pelosi canceled the State of the Union, uh, Chris Saliza referred to it as a power move. When Donald Trump canceled Nancy Pelosi's trip to <laughs> Afghanistan, it was he goes low always. Why? Why is that going low? Why wasn't she going low? This is the kind of stuff. And I think I'm convinced that people see through it. I, I, maybe I have to be. Maybe because if they're not, we're really more screwed than I think. If they didn't see through it, we wouldn't have Trump right now. Well, That's true. I mean, look. Well, I, that's, that's a point in my column then. Right, that they do. Yeah, I talk to my uh, dad. He's eighty, and on a regular basis, he'll call me, and he—I I would consider him a Trump supporter, uh, a, a skeptical Trump supporter. Going in, he didn't think that uh, you know he, he wasn't his first choice. But when I talk to him, he's inundated by messaging from the mainstream media, and he's wow, another tough week for for President Trump, huh? He'll he'll t- and he'll he'll whip into all the talking points that he heard from you know, CNN, and. So you, you may be right. Maybe people are seeing through all this. I just have a very difficult time believing that they do because I, I don't know how anyone who is just an independent person watching this, how they could sit back and say, wait a minute. Democrats were for a wall before the president became the president. And, and, and now they're dead set against it. There are clips you could just Google Chuck Schumer in the wall. And he's giving a speech saying that he's for a wall. And then at the drop of a hat, they're against it. And there are, there's nobody in the main... None of the CNN folks are going up to these politicians and saying, well, why is it immoral when it wasn't immoral just a few years ago? And, and that brings us back, right? That brings us back to if you were 
media and you were serious about what you were doing, you'd ask that question. You would ask that question. Hey, why is it all of a sudden a problem? And then you, you would say to yourself, okay, it's a problem because they really don't like Trump. But that's not, that's not policy. Not liking the president is not policy. Yet here we are. And 800,000 people not working. And un- unless the president decides after this latest no from, from the Democrats that he's going to say, you know what, national emergency, which I don't even know what happens at that moment. He declares national emergency, has the military build the wall, and therefore you can open government. Democrats don't go along with that. People are going to lose their minds just at the general idea that he declared it because that's the kind of stuff that's not us, right? That's not the American stuff. That's the kind of stuff that makes you think of, of, of martial law and things like that. Right. All of a sudden, it's the purge. Like, <laughs> like it's, it just it leads you down this ugly... Well, does that open the floodgates for there to be national emergencies for other And other presidents yeah. and everything else? Listen, uh, the whole idea of 50, plus, 50 votes, 51 votes to, to confirm a, uh, a Supreme Court nominee, uh, that was Harry Reid and what's known as the nuclear option, right? It's been used. Uh, he, he made it happen when he was a Democrat from Nevada and he was, the, he was the Senate Majority Leader. He made that happen. And now it's being used against, mm-hmm. you know, it's being used by the Republicans. And the answer is, yeah, yeah you open the floodgates. Does this compromise proposal by the president hurt him with his base? That's a question. I always find that the that the Trump base is okay no matter what. Uh, Sands and Coulter, but Ann Coulter's doing it for 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 the clicks on the books, right? Uh, I uh, listen. I, I've met Ann Coulter. We have spoken on the same stage before, right? I don't buy into anything Ann says. If she was sitting right here, I'd be like, every now and then you make you bring up great points and you make me you can make me laugh. But no, I'm not buying into what you're saying. You're doing it for the books. Right. I can't think you're doing it for the books. Hey, when, when, you, when you do a conversation, you know, and, and now you're going after Trump, I get it. You're doing it for the, you're doing it for the books. I, and, that, and, that, and that's fine. But she's, so she's not representative of the base. I think the base finds a way to love him. Yeah. I think the base finds a way to, to accept him. And they're not the ones I'm so concerned with. The whole idea that the base is eroding, I, I don't know if I'm 100% there yet. In the end... You take those working class guys, guys you know, fingers, Michigan, Indiana, Wisconsin, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. those Reagan Democrats, right? What do they think? Because they're the ones who won the election for Trump two years ago. And they're the ones who can win it for a Republican two years from now, right? They're the ones. They're the ones who look at this and say, one guy's trying to do something, the other guy, the other side's saying no. Or do they view it that way? Because I think they view it in the I, former. I, I think where you're going to see Trump get into trouble is if he makes some kind of deal like this and only half of it gets implemented. You meaning everything but the wall? Yeah. They, yeah. they, they agree uh, to, to fund the wall, but then it's two years later and they don't start the wall. But yet all the other immigration stuff goes through. Um, I think that's where he's going to lose his base. Yeah, that wall needs to be started by October of 2020. But the dirty little secret is it's going to take a long time to build that wall right. because you have property owners that are going to fight the eminent domain uh, procedure that the, the government is going to want to go through to, to be able to build that wall. So it, it's not going to be a situation where they're going to be able to just uh, build a wall and it'll be done in, in 18 months. This, this could take years. It will take years. It needs to be started. It will take years. But it's, it's, it's even more than the actual building, although I, I'm fine with the idea of building barriers. It's the very idea of are we, uh, do we want this? Do we want a border, yes or no? And do we want people who are so flip and so glib that they'll, they'll switch at, at, at a drop of a hat, as you were talking about, Fingers, that they were for this four months ago, and now they're not? It's tribalism. 
It's ugly as sin, man. No, Trump voters are for the wall, but the no, other I'm talking 50%. About the, I'm talking about the Schumer side. Oh, no, they don't right? want a wall. We already know that. But they said they did four months ago. Four months ago, they were like, yeah, sure, great, terrific, important, well, valuable, worthy, let's do it. Well, let's be honest. Neither party wanted the wall. Neither party really wants to address this issue, and they're... Neither the reason the why this is coming to a head. part of the party. Right. The, the, the reason why this is coming to a head is, is President Trump is now president of the United States, and he seems very serious about this issue, where they've just been kicking this can down the road for years. Yeah, well, kicking the can down the road is kind of what government does. Right. More on this. Oh, we'll, uh, that story? I got, uh, we will do that story about what happened with these, with these high schoolers and Kathy Griffin and people threatening violence. Crazy. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Mary Carpenter, she was indoors, right? Yes. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Would you two stop it? The doors are terrible. That's all there is to it. Oh, you're so wrong. wrong. Oh. I just like Tom we're Petty. Not, we're not going to do it. This, guys, first of all, Eat, Drink, Smoke, Tony Katz, April D. Gregory, Fingers Malloy here at Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. That's where we often record. We record all over the place. We'll record in your living room. Just, you know, write the check. Uh, and, and you can also bourbon. donate. You can you can uh, donate to uh, Eat, Drink, Smoke there at TonyKatz.com. And we... Greatly appreciate it. Just scroll on down, click the button, and you can donate, and we say thank you. Uh, but uh, Fingers more, you don't know anything about music. The doors are terrible. That's all there is to it. The, the doors are fantastic. Period. The doors are terrible. They're not good. They're not. Ray Manzarek Every- is one of the best keyboard players who has ever graced a rock and roll Congratulations. stage. Oh, she was but in the, the Carpenters. <laughs> right? Oh, That's- my gosh. What? You're so pretty. <laughs> wow. Wow. Send your sexism <laughs> emails. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, so, no, it's just I'm, I've just never been, never been a, a fan. Can't get into it. Can't be about it. All right, I get it. You want the baby to light your fire? I get it. I'm, oh, I know, I know it's song. boring as sin. Their music Roadhouse is boring Blues, as sin. Uh, Alabama if I, I, song. I, if I want, if I want, L.A. Woman. <sighs> oh, it's all so good. <sighs> I can't anymore. Uh, so let's get into the smoke part of what we're doing. Uh, and uh, and for this, uh, when you talk about the fast food. We talk about the really, I got to tell you, the, the Pritchett's Tennessee Malt. I want to try something else from them so they can have a comeback story. April, how, how, on a scale of one to horrible, how bad was it? That was the worst thing I've ever had here. And you know I'm very difficult to enjoy a bourbon. Yes. That's definitely the worst thing. Is that thing. your way of saying that you're high maintenance? I'm getting better. That's a yes. I've been getting progressively better every it, week, right? It, it was, it was. And then it just all went. To put today, uh, it went to hell in a hand basket. I was trying not to cuss because I'm not um, supposed to do that. Hell is hell is not cursing, right? Uh, th- there are seven words you can't say in radio, and I try to apply them to the podcast. Hell is not one of them, right? Actually, bitch is not one of them. I just try to use it rarely. You guys, I don't. I still don't know why neither of you have, have had the hierarchy of cuss words conversation with me, so that I know which seven I'm not allowed to say. I don't even. I. That, that you're a grown-up in today's America is astounding. Let us get to the smoke. I, I went full-bodied because we needed something to, to win the day. This is the Drew Estate Florida Sun Grown. Now, Drew Estate are the ones who make Liga Pravada. And you almost cursed again, April D. Gregory. No, wide open. The, the Saints just gave up a wide-open touchdown. Can I tell you? <laughs> she's watching playoff football and not doing a podcast. It's just so wrong. Drew Brees is way the- 
better looking than both of you. Mary Carpenter played for the Saints. Wait a second. Drew Brees is better looking than me? Oh, my God. He's amazing. Are you? Th- no, he's not. Yeah, he no, he's not he with a little mark on his face. No. Oh no, he's, he's like a poor man's Gorbachev. You don't get to pull that crap And with that thing me. always points towards Magnetic North. Have you ever noticed that? Oh <laughs> he has more money than me. And that's why you think he's handsome. You have no you know flaws. What? I forgot. You, you, are, you are not subtle. April D. Gregory. Can I talk about the Florida Sun Grown? Because the Drew Estate people are the ones who do Liga Pravada. And Liga Pravada is fantastic. The, 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 the number nine, the T52, the Feral Flying Pig, one of my favorite cigars of, of all time. A Sun Grown, by definition, is going to be a bolder cigar. You're getting into the full bodied uh, kind of cigar. This is a Toro uh, in its shape. It's a Brazilian wrapper. It's Nicaraguan uh, in, in its origin. These guys do a lot of work out of Esteli. Uh, in Nicaragua, it's where they do their 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 stuff, their thing. How to describe this? Uh, r- right here, rectangular. Um, it's actually not rectangular. It's referred Flat. to as a box press. That style of cigar that you're holding right there, uh, and if you're watching, if you're at Eat Drink Smoke on our Facebook page, you've actually watched this happen. Um, that is a box press, so it's a style of cigar. It happens to be one that I I am impartial to. I, I I enjoy it in certain cigars. Rocky Patel has a Cameroon box press that I think is one of the most underrated cigars in the country. I, I think it's uh, absolutely uh, spectacular. So when we talk about full body, there's a tremendous amount of spice that you're going to get on, on a Drew Estate uh, cigar uh, or, or, or on a, on a Sun Grown cigar um, right here. I think the Toro is a, is a perfect kind of of size uh, for, for something like this because when you, when you take a look at it overall, this is a 52 ring gauge, even though it's a box press, by 6 inch. More than that, I think you start getting a little... Yeah, it's a little too much. It's like a little overpowering, and, yeah, yeah, and you don't want that, that uh, in, in, in the cigar. You're going to get the, 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 the pepper. You're going to get, um, because it's got uh, the, the Nicaraguan feel, you'll also get some of those dirts and leathers that come through uh, after that. But this is not for... The, this is not a first cigar. This is not for the lighthearted. Usually a Sun Grown is good. Uh, it's, it's a humidity kind of cigar, right? It goes along with... That, like how you think it must have been for rollers in Cuba or rollers down in Tampa Bay, stuff like that. It has that kind of, of feel to it. It's a summertime uh, cigar. Um, but with everything, uh, uh, with what we've had today, I feel like we needed something to just bring us back into, into, into full flavor because we started with the fast food, which was, is just sitting in our stomachs and it's just terrible. Just ter- Actually, Fingers went through the garbage and had himself another Whopper. Oh that God. absolutely happened. And um, there was a Jack in the Box burger that nobody even got. I know, I know. I only had three bites out of it, uh, and then and then the bourbon was miserable. The, the Tennessee, the Pritchard's Tennessee malt whiskey, was miserable. It was it was a sin against nature. So we're on on to this. Uh, we're just into the first third. Uh, where are you, April? What it's do you good. Think? I like it. It's heavy. It's intense. It is heavy. It's a Brazilian wrapper. It's a touch oily on the wrapper. Something I like. I like that a lot. Well, this is what I learned from starting. Uh, to do this podcast with you, Tony, as someone who was not uh, a cigar aficionado but enjoyed an occasional cigar, uh, the to judge the flavor by thirds of the cigar. I, when I, we first lit the cigar, I didn't like it at all. It, it, April brought up; uh, she made a comment that it it, it it was like smoking a giant cigarette when you first, first you first, you first yeah, drag first or two off of the cigar. That's what it tastes. But now that we're into it a little bit, I really like this a lot. It is bold. Mm-hmm. It is not a mild cigar. Now the flavor's coming There's out. There's also, I mean, I, I do judge a cigar a little bit by the smoke that can come off of it. And if you've, like, taken a, 
take a, a, a deep draw. Of course, don't don't inhale and then let it out. You, it, it, the smoke is. Hold on, here, watch, watch, watch this. I mean, I just think the smoke out of this cigar is fantastic. Now, for me, it is burning a little odd, which I don't enjoy. But I might be able to to even that out. We'll, we'll get into it. Well, Tony, so, I, there's a question in the the room that uh, oh, already like drink up. smoke on Facebook, where you should go like the page, facebook.com. Slash eat, drink, smoke? Yeah. Uh, what bourbon would you pair this particular cigar with? Oh, that's a good question. You know what we wouldn't pair what it with? What <laughs> bourbon would I pair this cigar with? Of, of everything we've reviewed? Oh, so I'd want to go with something a little calmer so I, I don't lose the cigar. And that's that's me. I mean, that's just a, a personal opinion thing. I have a suggestion. That, that, I, that I'd never like to overwhelm the cigar with what I'm drinking. What would you do it with? That um, Matthew McConaughey Wild Turkey Cigar. The Long Branch? Yes. It, because, like you said, that that was a very smooth cigar or a smooth bourbon. Uh, not uh, a lot of bold flavor out of that bourbon. I think that would, you're getting the flavor out of the cigar while you have that, that bourbon. I think it would couple well with it. I don't know if I would agree with that. I would think it's too sweet for me to pair uh, that one with. I could see doing the Bravo bourbon from Hotel Whiskey Tango. With this, I think that would work out very, very well. Um, we did, there was one that we did, I'm trying to think uh, when it was, the Colonel E.H. Taylor might work uh, with this small batch. We had um, paired this with, uh, uh, I think it was Four Kicks is the cigar that we had paired this with. If you go back to our episode of um, November 12th. Thank you very much. Uh, you you can actually uh, find this. It was the four. It was the Colonel E. H. Taylor. Um, that might work as well. I want. I don't mind strong, but I don't want it to be overwhelming. So the I think I think that the Long Branch would be a little too sweet. I would try the the Taylor. Probably a little stronger than I would even want to go. But right now, just off off the off the top, uh, to to answer the question in the chat room there, or or on our Facebook page, facebook.com uh, slash eat drink smoke, where you should go like the page. That's probably where I would go with it. Uh, let's let's move on to donuts. Uh, Krispy Kreme, the secret to getting the freshest donuts. Does a donut have to be hot to be good? No. That's the correct answer. It's I don't best have, when it's good. It's best when it's hot, you mean? It's best when it's good. <laughs> it's I agree with you. That's <laughs> <laughs> deep thoughts. Lava hot take. With April T. Gregory. <laughs> it's best when it's hot. I don't see. I like it hot. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means. Like I, I then it's, again, no, it's still amazing cold, but hot is a better donut. If you can get it hot, get it hot. But it depends on the donut. Now, now, Krispy Kreme is a what you would call a, a glazed donut or a yeast donut, right? That is a donut that's a much more melt in your mouth kind mm-hmm. of donut, and it definitely does work hot. I don't enjoy that kind of donut. I like a cake donut. I actually like a sour cream donut. I want something that you might have to use a knife and fork with, that you got to actually chew your way uh, to greatness. So knife I'm and not, fork? Oh, dude. Full-blown dessert. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, like, like full into almost, almost fritter style. Craft donuts. Is, is, is what I'm You use what a I'm knife and for. fork when you eat it? Well, no, I'm saying that you could. You gotta I cut don't. It in half. I okay. mean, I'm, I'm still a savage. Okay. I just, I just all right. Thank you for the, the clarification. In. I just shove the thing in and, and you know, and, and hope it all works out in the morning. <laughs> but that's. Don't look at me like that, April D. Gregory. My goodness, between you and fingers, there's so much judgment going on. Can we have but, donuts next time? But the Krispy Kreme oh, people, like, <laughs> they've got a certain timing to which they do things. And they do 
uh, the donut hot. And and I will admit it's very good. It's, it really and truly is very good. But it do, I don't think it has to be hot to be good. And some people are like, oh, yeah. Now, there's a place here in Indianapolis where I will admit Long's Donuts. Oh, it's the best. So it's one of those places that I would argue that there are places here in this city that do a better donut. Yes. But it just has the mystique because it's, it's in a part of, of Indy that isn't the best part of Indy. And it's where you go, like, if you're on your way to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway from downtown, you pass it. And you have to stop. And it's, like, in this converted house. And the line is out the door. It's and they only take cash. And I don't know if you've ever been in the back. I've, I've gotten a tour. Oh, wow. Of the place and, and, and how they do it. It's unbelievable how they do it. The amount of people they have on staff. And they make other things that are really good. But the only thing that matters is that she's done it. And people mm-hmm. buy them by the dozens. Not the dozen. Dozens. Plural. It's just one of those places that if you come to Indy, you have to be like, okay, I went to St. Elmo's and had the shrimp cocktail. I went to Long's and I and I and I got the donuts. It's it is absolutely one of those places you have to kind of experience it and then and check it off the list. That's a place where if it's not hot, fingers boy, it's 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 no good. And you know another place to get a good donut. Don't sleep on Mrs. Freshly's, Tony. The donut sticks. You're working Three really of hard for that Mrs. Make, Freshly Do you want to make your plea right now to Mrs. Freshly to, to, to get Why the Why aren't you sending me a case by now? Because all they heard the you love, on Atkins. All the love I've sent you on Instagram. By the way, follow me on Instagram at Fingers Malloy. All the love I've sent Mrs. <laughs> Freshly's in the past month. You can't throw a couple donut sticks my way. Do people know what Mrs. Freshly's? Do you want to describe what a Mrs. Freshly's is? It is a, a, a donut that is about the weight of a brick. Give or take, um, and there are three donut sticks in the Mrs. Freshly's. They also make Swiss cake rolls that are uh, uh, surrounded by Hershey's chocolate. I didn't even know you could get chocolate. Mrs. Freshly's here locally. Oh. Well, sure you can. Okay, go to the local gas station. Oh, That's where you should get about a quarter of your meals. April D. Gregory, if you're a health nut like me, right? And and who else eats it? Um, uh, there's a musician out of L. A. Gary Eaton. Gary Stephen Eaton. He's great, like a rockabilly guitarist. Was he in the Doors? He he was not in the Doors. He's he's terrific. Gary Eaton actually wrote the the opening theme to my radio show. That oh. that's that's Gary Eaton, and he the other day turns out is a Mrs. Freshly's fan. <laughs> so this is a this is a real. Do you know Gary by the way? I've never met him, but I've I've been you know oh, going really? back and forth with him. You've never on met years. Gary before? No. Oh no, god, I don't get out California, Good dude. Good. Ah, uh, like like there's there's a guy who's a great example of. There are some musicians. They're just great. They never hit the quote unquote big time. Big, hitting it big, being a star is not necessarily indicative of being great. He's just terrific, wow. just absolutely terrific. Uh, and and I would love to do do more stuff with him. Um, but both of you are Mrs. Freshly's fan, and if Mrs. Freshly <laughs> would like to sponsor an episode of Eat Drink Smoke, we'd be more than happy to review all her cake, lovey, yummy products all of them right here. Um, and then and then um, we can take pictures of Fingers Malloy, and he can be Mr. Freshly. Oh my, that's been the dream. Isn't that? Top of the world, Ma. I'm aiming for Jeff Bezos, and you're aiming for Mrs. Freshly. You are not aiming for Jeff. This divorce is happening, right? Of course it's happening. He, he's, he's so gross. He is. He's so gross. Why, why, why did you say it like that? Yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's the grossest. I want him to be gross with me, too. I just want him to be filthy, disgusting. <laughs> my goodness. All I want him to. I mean, that's what you just did. Uh, that was, it was kind of creepy. It's kind of you. He's not attractive. You just want the money. He's just not say horrible. it. Just say he's you not want, horrible. Yes, he looking. is. No, he's yes, not. Yes, he is. He's not. Yes, he is. Is too. <laughs> no, <Nuh-uh. laughs> You're just. Oh, 
gosh. Uh, so what were we talking about? We were talking about the fact that over the weekend, two marches happened in America. One was the March for Life. One was the Women's March. Now, the March for Life happens every single year. The March for Life is a march against abortion. I mean, it's the best way to describe it, right? And it happens all over the country, in every city and every state. But when it's it happens not just in, in D.C., yeah. but that's, that's where the big one is, yeah. a million people show up. Mm-hmm. No joke, year after year after year, certainly for the past decade, it's gone on for longer than that, a million people show up. Decades. And it gets absolutely no press coverage whatsoever. It only got press coverage like two years ago because Vice President Pence spoke at it. He mm-hmm. did again this year. I don't know if mm-hmm. he sent the video or he actually showed up. He spoke at it this year. The Women's March is this thing led by uh, Linda Sarsour, Tamika Mallory, and Carmen Perez. These are, um, these are anti-Semites. That's who they are. And if that, if that means some people aren't going to listen to the podcast, I'm cool with it. That's the honest answer. Linda Sarsour is an anti-Semite. Tamika Mallory is an anti-Semite. Carmen Perez is an anti-Semite. End of list, and I'll defend it anywhere. I'm just not, I can't, I can't handle the, the, the trying to somehow find some nicety in this. And they're being, and people have left them. The Democrats have left them. Uh, you have uh, high-profile celebrities who have left them. Not all, because Brian Cranston, show, from the from uh, uh, Breaking Bad, he did it. He was there. Uh, Sarah Hyland from from Modern Family, mm-hmm. she showed up as well. So some celebrities are still willing to accept this kind of garbage, as somehow it's all about you know women's rights and and bringing women together. Uh, but. You heard nothing except stories about the Women's March, locally and nationally, but you heard nothing about the March for Life. And there's a, that's a real... When, when we talk about... And it shouldn't affect anybody politically on, on this part of it. When we talk about media bias, both are stories. But certainly the one that's attended by a million people, as opposed to the one that's attended by a few thousand people, should, by definition, be more of a story. I think Americans are craving... A mainstream media that would just report down the middle, and instead you're 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 breaking up into bubbles where leftists are going to the left wing media, uh, right wingers are going to right wing media. I would just love to be able to sit and watch a newscast where they'd say, "Oh, over the weekend we had two marches, and this is what happened at this march, and this is what happened at this march," and let people. I'd decide. love to be able to watch an award show that also didn't go political, but here we are. Right. But the only time you'll ever hear anything about the uh, the March for Life is if you have an activist. Uh, on the left, try to have their gotcha moment by splicing m- remarks made on stage into making a speaker look bad, and that's what you had again this year. Wait, which which one was that? Uh, wasn't Ben Shapiro? No, but see, so this is crazy because Ben Shapiro spoke at the the March for Life, and as I have the the, the story, Shapiro used the line in his speech: "No pro life person." would kill baby Hitler because baby Hitler was a baby. Now, I don't know Ben well. I'm, we're not friends. We know of each other. And I've, done, I've interviewed him before in, in, in past lives. He, that, he must have known that that's a line that's going to get people talking, right? And, and his, his, his point, his argument, if, as I take it from that line, it's that you don't, you don't kill babies, right? You don't, you don't do that. That's, that, that's wrong. Well, you don't right? get to you don't get to predetermine what's what life someone's going to lead when they're an adult, right? I, and what Ben was saying was, first of all, that's immoral to say, "Oh, this person might be a killer." Second of all, um, given the choice, a pro-life person would have said, "Let's get him, let's get baby Hitler out of this home he's in, 
into a better home so he doesn't grow up grow up to be Hitler. Wait, the argument would have been let's not abort baby Hitler. Right. That's what he said. Right. Because he's a baby. That would have been because it's a baby. Like that's the whole point right. of it. He that's the point that he's Hitler. making. It's not even a, a, a going forward into this, right? About about the, the life led and a home life or anything else. It was about at the start. And so that's that's what they believe, and that's what the March for Right, life and he did go further, was, like was, I was, said, was, yeah. was was all about. He lost two sponsors because of, of this commentary. Now he must have known that this was gonna get some kind of reaction. Anytime you bring up Hitler, you're gonna get a reaction. I'm not a fan of it, but he decided to to, to bring it up. In the whole March for Life, this is the only story you hear. Right. Not that a million people showed up to have this conversation. And that's what makes, and you're right about the fingers, that's what makes people not trust media. It's that they, they that's a level of cherry picking they were looking for. Ooh, what's the one moment? Mm-hmm. Great, we got it. We can drop the rest. We can drop the rest. We don't have to think about it. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to worry about it. Done. Oh, we covered the March for Life. Didn't you hear us talking about Ben Shapiro's speech? Yeah. We covered that. And now, you know, that's old news. We're moving on to the latest outrage. In the it's, meantime. It's disgusting. Uh, at the, at the, the Women's March... Which took place, I mean, there was, they took place all over the country, too. You've got, you've got two of the founders on The View getting grilled by people like, like Whoopi Goldberg and Sonny Hostin. There's a problem here. They clearly, I mean, the, the, these founders, they're friends with Louis Farrakhan. They're, they call him the GOAT, the greatest of all time. This, this, this anti-Semite, this bigot that he is, he hates gay people, he hates white people, he hates Jews. This is not a guy you should be around, and you should, no one should be going and, and being a part of of this, this this kind of march and the worst is there are still Jewish women I'm Jewish there's still Jewish women who are part of this march it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's gross what are you doing to yourself ladies what is the purpose here why would you why are you so willing to look the other way how does that help you what's the win what's the goal uh, it, 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 it goes to prove and it's something that I, I mean I don't I often feel like on this podcast I don't want to get overly political but yet sometimes the world's happening and, and so we just we, we talk about it there, there is a problem with Jews where they have given up their Judaism for liberalism. And it's true, and it's true, and it's awful, and it's true. And I don't know how, how else to, to say it. I don't know how else to sugarcoat it. And I won't lie to you. This is what's happening, and it's happening all across the country. That somehow, that someone saying that Louis Farrakhan says Jews are termites. L- Louis uh, Farrakhan um, calls Hitler a great man. And you still think you should associate with people who think he's the greatest of all time? That's the moment where you say, you know what? We clearly can't be friends here. And it's okay that we're not going to be friends. It doesn't make you a traitor to women, April. Doesn't I think that's what they think. That somehow the social justice cause is more important than noticing who you're in the cause with. And, and I will do this one from personal experience. I was a Tea Party guy. That's how, kind of how we all met. Um... In, in, the, in the days when it was actually like a conversation about smaller government. And I was organizing with people. I didn't really ask their backgrounds or anything else. We were focused on this thing. Over time, I learned that some of them were just surreally nuts. And one of them was an anti-Semite. And I was like, all right, I, I, I'm, I'm out here. I can't, I can't be part of this. Actually, he had gotten together with me. And he, uh, to try and talk to me about it, and he then wrote about things where he said, "If I was an anti-Semite, why would Tony Katz be my good friend?" I was like, oh, "Don't yeah. you use me as your shield? That's not you. No, no. You start a fight. You don't get to use me 
as some kind of, some kind of excuse. That's not what I do. That's not. I am not your anti-Semite beard. That's not the, <laughs> that's not the way it works. What but I have a friend who's you? a Jew. So yeah, right. Oh, oh yeah. Some of my best friends are Jewish. You can't, you can't do that crap with me. But that that did that did happen. You got you got to draw people. It's not that sometimes you won't be fooled. It's not that sometimes you won't make a mistake. But when you see the problem in front of you, clear as day, and you don't do anything about it, I. I I have no, I have no quarter for that. I don't understand how a Jewish woman shows up to this thing and still somehow shows up to high holiday services. I have no idea how that works. Some people are so consumed with winning that they totally and completely embrace the enemy of my enemy as my friend, and it's disgusting. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That happens all the time and and far too often. But what's the win? Like, 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 couldn't they have their own march, not with? Uh, the, the, these anti-Semites, couldn't they get together and do this on their own? Do they really need to be a part of, of, of this thing? That's my point. Just No, they could have... Go start another one. Almost as many people there if they just started another one, right? right. So what's the big deal? Do a different one. That's, that's, so that's my diff- point. So many of these several celebrities who walked away from this march, they have enough name recognition where they could start their yeah. own march. Not that's true. And, and they don't. And you have to ask, why is that? It's a lot of work. Yeah, well, you know, organizing is a lot of work, right? And it's just easier to show up and be loved and uh, and have someone, you know, um, just pay you, right? That that's an easier, easier thing uh, to do. Uh, absolutely true. I agree with that. One hundred and fifty. It's easier to tweet. It's easier to wear an awareness ribbon than to get your hands dirty and to organize something like this. Yeah. And as for as for what happens for Shapiro, I I, I can't imagine it's going to affect him too much. You know, you never want to lose sponsors, and and you know, but he he must have known that it was going to get some well, kind of reaction. For as smart as he is, he's a smart guy. Um, did do you think he just? Do you think he planned that out for his speech? Like that was a dumb thing. So many conservatives have these stupid moments where they say the dumbest thing, and it haunts them forever and most of these people are politicians and and they go away ben's not going away and no he lost two little sponsors um he'll be fine but did he purposely say that because i gotta think he's smarter than to sometimes invoke hitler like come on he knows better than that sometimes try to get a little too cute and it ends up biting them in the ass he made he made 10 very good points in his speech he made 10 very good points about how all of them were non-religious reasons why to be pro-life. Ten very good points. And then he ended with that Hitler crap, and that's the only thing anybody remembers. Besides these ten non-religious, because obviously taking the, the religious reason to be pro-life is, is the easy way. But he gave the ten non. And then he ends with this Hitler thing, and that's all anybody's going with from the whole weekend. That, but that's how that works. That's by design. That's but he had planned. to have known that was going to happen. Maybe, maybe, but I, 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 I don't, I don't know, I don't know. But how about the bigger point? No one's going to discuss the actual March for Life, which had a million people, right? Had a million people again, and they still don't talk. Well, about that's it. how it was when we were back in back in the Tea Party days when we were marching on DC in 2010, 2011, whatever. All you heard was, "Oh, we were these mean, crazy, violent people," and when you were actually there, it wasn't like that at all. If you want mean, crazy, civil. violent, take a look at Antifa. I mean, I mean, they are they are they are mean. They are violent, violent, violent people. And you you would walk the mall after the event, and it would be cleaner than it was when the, the mm-hmm. event started. Yeah, it's 
That's crazy. Absolutely true. So much more to get to. Where are we? Where are we? Can we can we do one more? I've got one more thing I want to hit. Let's well, do it. Hey, I want to do that. It's your, it's your show. One more thing to get to. Eat, drink, smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. I, I did want to hit one more story. Tony Katz, April D. Gregory, Fingers uh, Malloy here at Blend Bar Cigar. Indianapolis, blendbarcigar.com is where you go if you want to know more. They've got locations in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, Houston, Texas, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And right here in Indianapolis, that's where the headquarters is, and we appreciate them having us. Uh, as always, and and you you can do two things. You can scroll down on TonyCaps.com, you can donate. We greatly, greatly uh, uh, appreciate that. Uh, that, that people want to share and want to be a part of this and want to keep it going and see it grow. We do appreciate it. Subscribe on iTunes. That's key. Uh, get over to iTunes. Subscribe. Eat, drink, smoke. Five-star review. Uh, we're also on Google Play. We're also on Stitcher. We're, you, you can find us in, in those places. Tune in. Tune in as well. Right? So just leave the review. That's all we're asking you to do. Just leave the review. It's, it's so unbelievably helpful uh, to get more and more people knowing about us. They see something with a lot of reviews. They're like, oh, this must be worthwhile. And it is. It is. Uh, and with that, can we talk about hookers? Finally. Finally. <laughs> I know. It was, man, I, I hate it when we have to get too heavy. Like, I sometimes feel like we, like, the, 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 you can't avoid some of the political stuff that's happening, but it gets a little too heavy. I don't know where people are on that. I'd love a comment on that on the Twitter feed. Eat, drink, smoke, or go eat, drink, smoke on Twitter. Twitter.com slash go eat, drink, smoke. Does the podcast get too heavy at times? Because I want to do more of the cultural stuff. I want to do more of the lighter stuff. But like things are happening, and how do you not discuss them? I don't. I don't think we shouldn't not discuss them. Uh, but that brings us to the hookers. <laughs> that uh, there is a um, woman by the name of Clementine Crawford. Who that doesn't it, sound like a hooker name at all. She, she's not a, a hooker. She um, There's a site in the UK called Drugstore Culture. Um, and uh, she wrote a story called The Night I Was Mistaken for a Call Girl. She's, um, she's a, she has a job at something called Finch and Partners, according to, to Page Six. She's in New York regularly. And in the essay, she notes that she was at her uh, favorite spot, I think, in New York. Um, when a waiter informed her that she was no longer to ha- permitted to have her meal at her usual spot and at the bar, she had to go to a table. And when she, this is the Upper East Side, when again that happened, she's like, why in the world am I being moved? Uh, it, she was informed that nobody was able to eat at the bar. <laughs> and the reason is, is that it was a crackdown on escorts who sit at the bar Eating a meal, a guy will saunter up. Hey, can I buy you a drink? Or you here by yourself? Or whatever the other line is. Uh, did it hurt? Did what hurt? When you fell from heaven? All of those kinds of. <laughs> the, actually, that that is copyright fingers, Malloy Radio. All rights are reserved. Um, and so she's like, "Are you? Did, did you just call me a hooker?" I hear this story and I say to myself, "I think the restaurant has a point." Like I always find myself siding with the restaurant. In that they're trying to avoid a problem. They're try to, trying to avoid a look issue. They've probably got somebody checking their place out. Who knows if, if, it's, if they've gotten busted uh, before. Someone's gotten busted before and it leads to bad problems uh, for them. You know what I mean? So I look at the story and I'm like, if, if, if someone said to me, I'm sorry, so you're not allowed to eat at the bar by yourself. And I'd be like, why not? Well, uh, the establishment thinks you're a gigolo. I'd be like, well... Thank you. Well, <laughs> can I, can I? I didn't mean to brag, but uh, 
I've been known to dabble. <laughs> May I share a personal story about hookers, Tony? Oh, <laughs> if you don't, we're doing the podcast all wrong. Uh, well, I mean, this is apples and oranges because it's Las Vegas. But uh, as you know, I like to go to Las Vegas a lot. And there was a, a, a night that uh, me and, and my cousin were in Vegas. And we went to the Rio Casino, which is, you know, carnival. Right. Theme. On the other side of the strip there. Yeah. And uh, we had just started the night. And, man, I needed a drink. So I went to the bar. Stuffed a 20 into a, uh, in a, a machine. Huh? Okay, a machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I sh- thank you for making me clarify. Uh, so well? I, I put a 20 in the machine. And there was a, a lovely oh, was uh, Asian lady sitting right next to me. And uh, she immediately struck up a conversation with me. So, oh, hi. You know, how are you? And I thought, oh, this is this is nice. I was uh, looking good. I was wearing my uh, Dracar cologne. Oh, this was a long time good. ago. Uh, that's good. And so uh, she strikes up a conversation, and she says, oh, I noticed you're, uh, you've got a lot of uh, slot club cards there. Yeah, I'm here a lot. So I hear a business or pleasure. Uh, pleasure. She goes, well, speaking of pleasure. <laughs> no. Uh, do you want some companionship this evening? And. And then I realized what the hell was going on. I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. Uh, uh, well, yeah, but no, not from you. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm spoken for. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, and then I got the hell out of there. But then you know what I did, Tony? I got a machine around the corner, and I watched. And there were three or four girls at this table. And I was at that machine for a good two or three hours. And some of these girls would talk to a guy, go upstairs, come back down, have two or three times in that four-hour period, and I threw up they all were over banking. myself. They were banking. Yeah. So you, it was the wait, bar. The bar was the place. Be, I just want to be clear. You throwing up all over yourself had nothing to do with the <laughs> hookers. It had to do with the amount you drink. <laughs> oh, please. I can handle my liquor. What, I'm 19. I'm not April Gregory but, for crying But I don't blame the bar. I think the bar but, is in the right. They can do whatever they dang well please. But the, bo- but the bar is the hot spot. That's where right. apparently they go for hookers. I yeah. Guess. Well, clearly. Right. You go where people are drinking. So in this instance, this woman is a branding executive. She dresses and looks like an executive. And you know what? I would be annoyed, too, because this is a restaurant where you pay 200 bucks for a meal. Is it? Yeah. So it's it's a pricey place. And I mean, I get it. I would be annoyed if I were stereotyped like that, and I wasn't. You're not being stereotyped like that. They were stereotyped. They were saying, we don't want hookers at the bar. Yes. Women got told no. And and then they didn't even serve food at the bar. So, so stop But men could sit there. She watched men sit there and get and served eat. and eat, but she wasn't allowed to. She had to go sit in the corner. Listen. And this is the place I'm, she was a regular at. I'm going to say this as, as clearly and simply as I can. I'm okay with the double standard. Suck it up. If No, here's the thing. I'm, no, listen. I don't want to hear your complaints. I am okay with a restaurant or a business making their own decision of who they serve. You know, we're all like that. You choose who you want to serve. If you don't want to make a gay wedding cake, you don't do it. If you don't want to serve this lady at the bar, you don't do it. That's your decision. But you're going to face the you're going to face the backlash. And there's another thing in New York City. There's a this was in the news this past week. Um, you know, this particular Nello restaurant is in New York City on the Upper East Side. However, in Hyde Park, there's a speakeasy that just opened, and the speakeasy uh, does not want. Cubs fans or Trump supporters in it? Okay, okay, that's your decision. Now, no, now we're now we're really into it. So this has to do with something called the public accommodation, and that's the idea that the restaurant or the whatever has to serve whomever. This this goes back to the idea you had to you had to serve people who are black, you have to serve people who are gay, you have to serve people. Who are, I I watched Donald Trump get elected, 
And I watched designer after designer say that they were not going to dress Melania Trump. They wouldn't work with Melania Trump. And I saw how they threw Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the press secretary, out of a restaurant. I no longer believe in the public accommodation at all. If we're really a free society, you can't be forced to serve people. And I think that if you don't serve people, eventually you'll be out of business because the right. market works. So no, I don't care about it. Uh, I think it's absolutely true. Do what you want as a restaurant. So you're, you're okay throw with out the, who you want to throw out. The men's only you. counter at absolutely. the restaurant. Uh-huh. Dude, if, if we're going to be a free society, the majority of people are going to, without question, serve everybody. But if you want to be a place that decides not to serve whomever, I don't want to get in your way because I don't want you telling me what I can say. I don't want you, I, I, it is an abridging uh, of freedom. It's not that they're not, they're not wrong. They are wrong if they're not going to serve this group or, or that group. Um, but you, nobody would complain if they didn't serve Nazis, right? That's right. always the expression we use, the Nazi. But, but so, you, so you should have the right to be able to make the choice. Yeah. But Always. this is this is I think we're we're kind of veering into two conversations here. It's should they be forced to versus should they? I don't think that that restaurant should be doing that. But I agree with you that they have every they should have every right to do that. Right. No, them doing that to her is disgusting, and they're gonna they're going to get the backlash because her article is on page six. In page six, it's obviously it's everywhere. So they're gonna get the backlash and. <laughs> For doing that, so that and that's their own fault. Like you deal with the repercussions of your decision here, but it's still your decision. It's your restaurant. You do what you want. Right, and and I have no problem with them doing it. None, 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 none. And and again, really, I, I, I no, I don't have any problem with the restaurant doing this at all. They none. shouldn't do it. No, but they, you can't tell them not to. I have a problem with them doing it, but I don't think that anyone should step in a government entity and, and no. force them. I agree with you that they shouldn't, but I have a problem with them doing that. Yeah, I, no, I would. You it's, know, it's I would. I'd be. I, she can't stop herself. She can't. She can't. She can't. She doesn't. She can't. April D. Gregory can't. And that's why she's not allowed to sit at the counter and, at, 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 at Nello. You can find April D. Gregory on Twitter, uh, April D. Gregory, and also Smart Girl Podcast. If you go, if you find the, the Smart Girl Podcast there, can you find that on the iTunes? You can find Smart Girl Politics on iTunes. Okay, Smart Girl Politics, and she does the podcast, and uh, also at Ricochet, ricochet.com. Uh, you can find that as well. Fingers Malloy Radio on Facebook, Wham, uh, six, was it 1600 AM? Wham Talk 1600, Southeast Michigan's home for conservative talk. That's, Bam. That's, that's where you find Fingers <laughs> Malloy right there. Fingers Malloy Radio on Facebook. Uh, find me, TonyCats.com. You'll find everything there. Facebook.com slash TonyCatsRadio. Instagram, TonyCats. Eat, Drink, Smoke on Facebook. And, of course, Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast on Instagram. Go and like that. We've got all the photos and everything that we do, the behind-the-scenes stuff, everything uh, on Instagram there. Uh, the key is subscribing iTunes, go leave the five star, give us the five stars, leave a review. Please review the podcast. It is unbelievably important. It's magnificently helpful. You have absolutely no idea. Fingers, Malloy, April D. Gregory. I'm Tony Katz. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. <laughs>